drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? We are back, we are back here on a Monday talking fantasy football like we always do, but a last second change of plans, Chuck had something crazy come up, I'm going to do a solo show, he's okay, there's no emergencies, Um, but I said I got this one today, so changed up my plan on the fly, do something a little different, something I had promised you guys a while back, we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to fly solo. I'm going to give you guys kind of news and notes like we normally do off the top, what's going on in fantasy football. And then I'm going to transition into, again, like I said, something I think Lions fans out there will like. I know sometimes on this Monday show, we've been turning it more into fantasy football only, um, which, uh, it's kind of how the show is going. I mean, it's sort of hard to always fit Lions fantasy football stuff in every single week. So with Chuck not being, uh, here today, I thought I'd just go ahead and, and talk Lions football as well as fantasy football. So what I'm going to do is kind of combine those two and, uh, I'm going to go back and, uh, talk you guys through my, my actual lineup on realitysportsonline.com. It's the league that I did a whole podcast on where I, everybody in the league basically owns an NFL team as of last year. So you got the roster exactly as it was, the contracts exactly as it was last year. And then uh, you got to make it your own from there. So I'm a year in, I've uh, done free agency, I've had a draft under my belt, I made a bunch of trades. I talked about all those on a previous show, but uh, I'm going to give you guys kind of who's in my starting lineup, what their contracts are, work you through that. And then I'm also going to catch you guys up to speed on my pro football focus fantasy league. Um, real privilege and honored to kind of be working with pro football focus as well as Lions Wire um, here this year. Um, super excited about that and was really pumped to be able to get into the pro football focus, the PFF fantasy league. So um, we are nearing the end of that draft, only a couple rounds left. And I know I told you guys about a few of my picks, but I'll kind of pick it up where I left off and talk you through some of my thought process so you guys can hear. Because, yeah, these are my leagues, and, and yeah, you know, um, I'm going to talk you through some things today. But I think that's sort of the best way to do it. A lot of shows you're always hearing about, uh, we want to know why you picked so-and-so, or why you passed on this, or why you waited on this position. And uh, we're going to get all into all that today on this show. So, um, looking forward to it. Everybody, um, I'm a solo uh, uh, on the mic today, so I still got my soundboards up. 
you know, kind of see if I can hit some sounds or do some things here or there. I hope you guys have been liking that. I mean, I know some people, it's a little different and we're still working on a couple things with it, but um, just trying to bring some entertainment value and some fun to the show. I mean, it's one thing to talk fantasy football, talk stats, you know, go over some of the same things that other podcasts do, but uh, we want to be different and we thought this um, soundboard as well as some of the other creative things we do on the Kool-Aid cast and whatnot, just kind of make our show not only fun, but just different in that way. So, again, looking forward to all this. Um, let's go ahead and talk news and notes right up top here. So, um, the biggest item I had, Josh Gordon getting reinstated. I mean, this kind of came out of absolutely nowhere. I don't know that many people were expecting this, and I still don't know what to think about it. I mean, okay, he's back. He's on the NFI list. Is he going to get suspended for multiple weeks by the NFL? I really don't know. But I know me and some of my friends were definitely scurrying to that waiver wire to see if you could get him. Because to me, it's a great stash. You know, if you're in a standard league and you can just stash him there, you got a roster spot, do it. You know, if if you're in a bigger type league where you can, uh, you know, have him have him sitting there, it's not going to impact your, your roster until you find out more details. Go ahead and try to do that right now. I know a couple leagues, you know, other people had scooped him up. One of my big 32 team leagues. Um, oh no, this was one of my uh, smaller teams on Reality Sports Online. I was I was pretty shocked. Nobody nobody put in for him. Nobody else really went after him. I was able to get him for a a really good. Um, cost I thought as well as you know people were trying to tell me you know oh he's no good he's a bum he's this that well yeah I mean I've been burned in the past this guy's been on the pipe you know he's had a tons of personal issues and like I say I hope personally he's okay um and I've kind of reached my limit you know where yeah I remember year after year when something would happen I'd say are you kidding me again with this guy I'm done with this guy but the talent's too ridiculous. He plays for the Patriots. His quarterback is Tom Brady. I think it's totally uh, worth the squeeze, as they say. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I added him in a league, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I've been surprised the not only the fact that he came back, but without knowing all the details, people putting him in, like, the 7th, 8th round in standard 12-team leagues, you know, really taking him high. Like, he's absolutely Josh Gordon of, you know, what, five years ago where he was about ready to be the best receiver, receiver in the game until all this happened. You know, I'm not willing to go to to that range. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I just think it's worth the gamble if it's not going to hurt you too much on the front end. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Josh Gordon and the Patriots. Oh, I wanted to bring up AB. We got to talk about Antonio Brown once again. I mean, this is another guy where, okay, yeah, he, he's being Antonio Brown. He's being a diva. He's having some issues. He's got feet issues, which seem to be handled. They would catch him in pregame before the Cardinals game. This guy was running routes with, to me, seemed almost at full speed. He looked really good, a lot better than a lot of other receivers I see running around uh, before the game's out there. So I think the feet are basically becoming a non-issue here pretty quickly. And then now there's all just this talk about this helmet. Like, yeah, he's trying to get the helmet figured out. Yeah, Mike Mayock's annoyed with him. I'm sure John Gruden in some ways is annoyed with him. But word is he's uh, headed back to the team or he's back to the team already. And I think this is all going to be put behind us. So if you're in a league where people are just... I'm not drafting Antonio Brown. I wouldn't touch him till the third, fourth plus round. Go ahead and get this guy, man. He's going to get footballs. He's going to make plays. I mean, again, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. 
to go get him and not worry about all this other things that are happening. He's always going to come with some a bit of a sideshow. But when the ball's kicked off, the guy makes plays. He's not over the hill yet. He's in a good situation. It's all about can Derek Carr get him the football? And I think he can. So, you know, like I say, lots going on with Antonio Brown. But I say get him in that late second round. Wait a little longer if you can. But don't overthink it, man. Don't overthink it. So a couple other quick updates. I mean, word is Zeke Elliott was heading back to Dallas. And then right as that came out, good old Jarrah Jones thought it'd be funny just to <laughs> say Zeke who in one of his uh, press conferences there. So uh, I have no idea what the plan is there. I think Jarrah Jones just thinks he's going to get Zeke at his number whenever the heck he wants. And I think the more he pokes, the more he prods, the more he kind of is aloof about this whole situation, the longer it could go. So, you know, again, am I willing to sort of spend on Zeke Elliott at the right price? Absolutely. Do I think that the, if this goes another week, week and a half, that this guy's going to miss football games in the regular season? Yeah, I'm starting to think that may be the case. So, again, if you can get a Tony Pollard at decent value, this guy's flashed in the preseason. I loved him at the Senior Bowl. I, yeah, he hasn't carried a full workload. He's not that type of guy, really, but... The kid's explosive, catch the football, do all types of things. So, you know, we'll see it shakes out with that. And again, we talked about him multiple, multiple weeks now on the show. Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon to me, gosh, I don't know. It just seems like he's going to miss games. They're gonna, You know, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he got traded. I haven't heard anything about it. I just want to see him back in a Chargers uniform. I mean, that team has a, a ready-made team that's that's primed and, and set to go. He's a key cog. It's a great offense. He can catch it. He can run it, score touchdowns, all that type of stuff. So I'm, I'm just hoping somehow this all gets settled and Melvin goes back to the Chargers for the next two, three, four years. But I would not be surprised if other things happen. So, again, he's a guy that you got to bump down on your board. You can't take him where he normally would go. But you may get him at a crazy discount if all this shakes out. But there really has not been much news, if any, positive news on the Melvin Gordon situation. So um, that that's kind of the news and notes uh, for today. I mean, like I say, um, we're going to do some different stuff on this show. Might be a little bit of a shorter show. We'll see it when I get talking about these teams. But uh, if you love the Lions and you love fantasy football, you got to hang in to after the break when uh, I'm talking all about the Derek Oakry at Derek Oakry on Twitter, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, the at Derek Oakry reality sports online squad that I'm building kind of as the GM of the Detroit Lions. You want to check that out. And then at the end of the show, again, staying here for fantasy football, you're going to get to hear my pro football focus. I mean, playing against a lot of people that know their football, love their football. Even Jeff Radcliffe, their big, you know, uh, pro football focus fantasy guy is actually in my division. So, um, you know, that's always fun to kind of see who he's picking and, and go up against a guy like that that really knows his stuff and makes a living on this. So let's go ahead and, and get our sponsors in here again. Spotify. We love Spotify. Check them out. You've got to go over to realitysportsonline.com and use that uh, promo code Kool-Aid, one word, lowercase, Kool-Aid, to get a discount there. And uh, we're always encouraging people to uh, check out Anchor, Anchor Podcasts, a uh, real easy way to start a show if you want to give it a whirl, as well as um, you know have fun with all types of other shows on that platform and, and across the board. So let's go ahead and get all three of them in here, 
And uh, we'll be right back talking all things fantasy football right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the fantasy football flavor. We'll be back in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking... Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KULAID, one word lowercase, promo code KULAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody, we're back. Now, if you didn't hear my preview show, you're going to have to go back in the archives. you got to check it out where I basically walked you through. Again, this is about as close as you can get to being a GM in fantasy football. This is a 32-team league with 53-man rosters. The rosters were built last year as close as we could get them to the NFL in regards to um, the players that were on the roster as well as their contract amounts. So, you know, if I'm the GM of the Detroit Lions, I've got Matt Stafford right here at 25, um, nearly $26 million here in 2019. And, um, that contract is going to be locked in till 2021 here on this platform. So again, you can see that there's no messing around. You are paying these guys what they um, are really making. So what I'm going to do is kind of, you know, go through this a bit, talk about money, talk about who I have, the trades. I already kind of detailed the trades, the draft picks, but I'll talk a little bit more about that as well. And you'll get a real feel for, you know, how this is an in-depth league. This is, this is a fun league. 
It doesn't really take me a ton of more time than my normal ones, but it does really make you feel like a more like a GM because you're working with the budget, you're working with this huge roster, you're working with nobody you know, on the player waiver wires, um, you got other teams, you know, when you're dealing with the chiefs, you know, they have Pat Mahomes on a rookie deal. You know, you're dealing with the, uh, the Patriots, you kind of know who their main players are and kind of what they make money wise. Well, in this league, I think the Patriots, they, they've been like, they do sort of in real life, they've been wheeling and dealing. So the Patriots in this league looks a lot different than we first gave it to them. But, uh, it's just a lot of fun, and like I say, all the Lions fans out there, I think you're really going to like this. So, again, go back, listen to that archive show, but here's part two where I'm actually going to give you my roster as it sits now along with their 2019, we'll go basically to their 2019 contract amount, so what I'm paying them this year, and then I'll duck into a few details where I'll tell you, like, got this guy locked up for till 2022 or something on some of the more extended deals or, or some of those types of things. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it right now. I mean, uh, we got Matt Stafford as starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Again, uh, $25,920,000 um, $25, contract here in 2019. Um, running backs in this league, you start two running backs. So I was able to make a trade and get Joe Mixon. So I got Joe Mixon in one of my running back slots, and he's only making $1.5 million this year. I'm still on a rookie deal, taking, I believe, he went in the third round. So uh, incredible value there. My other starting running back is Carrion Johnson, who I got on this team right before I took it over. And uh, obviously he's a guy that I'm not looking to, to move. I love him in that running back spot, his age, contract, all those types of things. Um, receivers, we got three starting receivers. So the way they sit now is uh, Quincy Anunwa. This was a guy I traded for, traded the Big Hughes. Shout out Big Hughes. I know you're out there listening somewhere, buddy. Um, I was able to get Quincy Anunwa. We made kind of a big, I think it was four for four or five for five type of trade. I was looking to get young guys at, at, at good contracts that I thought had upside. Quincy Anunwa was one of those guys. Um, really loved kind of what he's done when he's been healthy. He has had some injury issues though. So he's making 3.4 mil this year. Again, that's a nice contract in this type of league, you know, don't mind it. But when you look at the next one, it doesn't look as good because the next one is Kenny Galladay, um, only making on average a million bucks this year. And let's see how long I got. Kenny locked up and even some of these other guys. So, um, again, Joe Mixon will be a key to my team that I traded. I've got him on that 1.5 mil till 2020. Um, go down to, uh, Oh, Kenny boy. Um, Kenny Galladay is on a $1 million deal basically till 2020. So, I mean, you absolutely have to love that, you know, just uh, young guys with upside just making no money, as they do in the NFL. It really opens your eyes to, oh, my gosh, Kenny Galladay just makes a million bucks. That's crazy. Um, and, again, these are all somewhat rounded or somewhat, um, you know, estimated to fit how this league works, but um, they're pretty dang close. So um, the next one, this is a big one. Uh, made a big deal, big trade. I can't believe I got him on the Detroit Lions, but I do. Odell Beckham. Uh, in case you didn't know, his quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Um, and in, in case you're wondering, me might as well probably play this on most shows nowadays. So um, I think Baker Mayfield is a top five, going to be a top three type quarterback when it's all said and done. Um, everybody's been out there telling me they love it when I put it on the show, when I put on the Baker Mayfield. But 
there's a guy that doesn't love it and doesn't love this player, and his name's Grifka, and this is what he thinks about the player. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. <laughs> oh, Grifka, we're not marking anything down except this guy's heading to Canton at some point, and it's about to kick off, and you just you miss the bus, and the bus is about to run over you. Um, but uh, Odell Beckham with Baker, that's going to be crazy. So uh, 16 mil for uh, Odell, and I think I got him for the next, uh, gosh, he's locked up for a while too. That's another reason I went out and got this guy, because he just makes crazy, um, you know, just signed that deal. Yeah, 2021, I've got Odell Beckham on 16 or 17 million bucks. I mean, I absolutely love that, especially for what I made the deal for. You got to start two tight ends. So this is where I went cheap. I got rid of... um, I got rid of some tight ends. I also didn't have tight ends because this is the Lions. They have not invested. And again, this started last year. So I had what I had, which was Luke Wilson and Levine Toilolo. I mean, Grifka thinks we might have something there. Um, <laughs> but um, so I've kind of retooled my tight ends right now. Excuse me. <coughs> my tight ends are Charles Clay. I know, kind of old, but down in Arizona, you don't know what you might get from him. I actually liked him uh, a couple years there in Buffalo, but he's definitely on the backside of his career. So I had to get something at tight end. So Charles Clay ended up paying $3.2 million this year in free agency because I knew I needed to beef up the position. And then I also was able to get Darren Waller for four years. Again, not many people know about this guy, but he's starting to come on the scene. A few people in our draft knew about him, so there was a little bit of a bidding war. But I've got him in the next four years at $5 million, which, again, when you hear these amounts, you got to sort of think real NFL because, like I say, you know, would you want Darren Waller on the Lions making $5 million? Not necessarily, but there's a little bit of inflation because it's fantasy football and because, you know, I don't have the cost of offensive line, you know, in a league like this. So that's why I'm able to overpay for stuff like this when I need to fill a position. But... Hey, Darren Waller, I think, has a lot of upside. And, uh, you know, I think in two years or so, if he ends up doing what he should, which he's kind of a receiver and a tight end body, a lot of speed, a lot of size, I could be loving that contract. So those are the type of gambles you take in a league like this. Uh, Excuse me. Um, So let's keep moving. We do have a flex position. Uh, We have two, actually, in this league. So we have a, a running back, wide receiver, tight end which means you can um, play any of the three in this slot. Right now I have it as a guy who, again, I went out and traded for. I didn't have to pay a big price for this guy, and I think it's well worth the roll of the dice. I was able to get um, John Ross from Cincinnati. This guy has electric speed. He Terrible rookie year. He did a few things I liked last year. And with the new offense and some things they got going in, in since he since he's in really a tough spot because they had a lot of offensive line injuries already. But I'm looking for this team, maybe not this year, but next year to really be a solid football team. So, you know, maybe they'll be down a lot. Maybe they'll chuck it a lot to John Ross. I like this guy, but I also acknowledge he's a he's a gamble. You know, he's a guy that you're taking a risk on. And in a league like this, again, 32 teams, 53 men per team. Yeah, you're not going to have, you know, great players everywhere. You're going to have to take chances. So I was really happy to get John Ross and put him in this flex spot. I think it helps my team a lot. Next flex is a wide receiver or a tight end, one of the two. So here, this guy, I mean, gadget player last year with the um, with the uh, Patriots, which 
he, he was better than expected. I mean, they were playing him at running back. They were playing him all over the football field. And when he touched it, he seemed to really do well. So in this slot, I've got Cordero Patterson. Um, not a big fan of, of really what he's going to do in Chicago now. I mean, we'll see. I'm paying him 4.4 mil. I think I only have him the next year or two. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, I don't expect them to be as creative as the Patriots were, but... I mean, Patterson has draft pedigree. He was taken high. He had a bunch of struggles, you know, in Minnesota. Now he's kind of catching his groove or finding where he fits. So we'll see what happens there. So that's kind of my starting offense. As we get through the, uh, you know, place kicker, I got Matt Prater. Not much to say there. Um, Let's move to my defense. Now, I I really think I've done some nice things on the defensive side of the ball with this team. Um, The way the defense shakes out is you got one DT, one defensive end, two linebackers, two corners, a safety, and then you start getting into these flex spots because people in this league wanted to sort of manipulate their team. Hey, maybe they're a 3-4, 4-3. Maybe they have these different combos they want to play on defense. So we kind of divvied it up at the end where you could play a defensive end or a defensive tackle. Um, in one slot, you could play a corner or safety in another slot. And then we have two like kind of max flexes on defense where it's basically any position you want to put in there. So let's start at the top, man. My defensive tackle, my guy in the middle is a guy I drafted this past year, Christian Wilkins. And this this guy, I love his character. I love what he can do. I already talked him up on the previous show when I drafted him. 1.2, 1.3 million bucks as a rookie where I took him in the draft. Got him for... Gosh, in this league, you get four years locked up with the uh, with the extra year, the option year, which is awesome. So love to add in a guy like that. I think he'll start from day one. I think he'll be real disruptive as well as a guy you don't have to really worry about off the field. Um, just a key piece to the Derek O'Grea Detroit Lions here that I'm trying to build. So love that. Um, defensive end, I got Deshaun Hand in that position. They have him listed as a defensive end here in this league. So I'm glad to put him in that spot, making a mere 720000 Um Jared Davis, he's going to be the middle linebacker. I mean, shout out Grifka. Jared Davis is good. I don't know why you rag on him every Kool-Aid cast, but he's good. He's young. He's big. He's physical. He's uh, only making 2.6 mil in this league as a top 20 draft pick or so by the Lions before I took over. So I'm happy to keep him in the middle of my defense. I also have Devon Kennard starting at linebacker. Um, Love what he did last year. He can get to the quarterback. Kind of a big price tag. Devon Kennard's making 6 mil here in 2019. But, uh, you know, I think he brings a lot to the table on and off the field as well. So keep him in my starting lineup. My corners, I've got this guy as my starter now. But as you hear me read off my bench, you'll kind of see that... uh, you know, he, he may be bumped down before you know it, but I did pay big for this guy, Ronald Darby. I mean, he had just kind of either signed a big deal or he got extended in this league um, by the team as he was about ready to expire and then traded to me. So I have him four or five years at 11 million bucks. Um, he's coming off of ACL. Ronald Darby, I mean... We'll see. Well, it may he may not be ready to rock and roll from day one, but I think he's young, he's talented, and you know you don't mind paying the cornerback position in the real NFL or in a league like this. So we'll see what happens. Cornerback, um, uh, they have Quandre Diggs as a cornerback actually in this league. I know he's transitioned to safety, but they kind of still have him in that slot for whatever reason. So I'm happy to put him at, at my other cornerback spot. Tracy Walker is going to be my safety. Seven forty-seven. Love what he does, love his uh, physical attributes, all that stuff. So Tracy Walker's on my back end flying around there with his long arms. 
Defensive end, defensive tackle. Uh, this is a guy I picked up in a trade, and he has not come through yet, but I'm hoping this is kind of a boom year. Uh, Derek Rivers at just a million bucks. So um, I've been trying to keep tabs on him. I heard he was starting with the ones, but, I mean, it's a big year for him. He either kind of figures it out or he could be out of the league before you know it. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, again, made another trade um, in the draft. Actually, I think I only gave up like a third rounder and some change for this guy. Maybe even lower than that. I can't remember. But Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, love this guy. He's a safety corner slot. Does it all. All over the field. Plays basically every snap. Minka Fitzpatrick on the Detroit Lions for the next three, four years at 3.9 mil here in 2019. This is one of my huge free agency uh, pickups right when this league got going. This was right when the Cleo Mack stuff was swirling. I thought he was an incredible talent. I couldn't believe people were willing to trade him. In this league, somebody was willing to trade him. After he went to Chicago and signed that big deal, I was more than happy to add him to my defense. Cleo Mack, in the prime of his career, is going to be in one of my flex defensive spots at $22.5 bucks for the next, gosh, I think I got him for four or five years. Um, that's a big price tag. There is no doubt. I mean, again, Griffco always jokes, but yeah, I do like cheap young players. I think that's the way you build your team, but, uh, Khalil Mack, the kind of plays he makes, I mean, the kind of points he puts up in a league like this, I have him till 2021. So basically a four year deal, 94 million bucks is kind of what I got Khalil Mack at. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see if he stays on this team or maybe I trade him at some point. But right now I'm happy to keep him on the, be the anchor of this defense as well. And my last defensive flex spot as a starter is Jalen Ferguson. This is another guy I drafted. Probably a guy that I almost need to bump down as a backup until I see what I have. But again, I love Baltimore football players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So Jalen Ferguson, I'm more than happy to believe in and think that he's going to come in and do some big things. Um, for my team in that flex defensive spot. He's career leader in sacks as a college player. I think they're going to get him in great situations to get after the quarterback, and sacks are big in this league. So um, love that, love that. So um, let's go ahead. I'm going to kind of rush through some of these bench players. I'll uh, read them through, and then I'll also give you some of the main contracts. I'll go back and tell you a couple that are on the books there. So when you look at the backups, again, in this league, you basically got the team that you picked plus any moves you made. So you'll, you'll be able to easily tell who my free agent pickups are, who my draft picks were, because you'll be like, those guys aren't on the Lions. Yeah, those are those are moves I made or people I picked up. So well, let's read them through. So my backup quarterbacks, I got two of them, Tom Savage and Brent Hudley. And I'm really hoping Tom Savage gets healthy from the concussion and comes back because I really wanted Tom Savage in a league like this because if you can get the backup of your real quarterback, that at least covers your butt in case something was to happen to your starter. And the Cleveland Browns in this league had actually picked up Tom Savage in free agency, and they wanted like a third rounder or second round, something crazy for Tom Savage. I'm like, it's Tom Savage, man. I'm not giving up that. So sure enough, right when he got the concussion, the guy cut him. And I was I was open to paying him above the minimum. The minimum in this league is five hundred thousand. I was uh, more than happy to pay him one point five million to get Tom Savage to try to see he. I think if he's healthy, he's probably the the backup just based on arm strength, knowing being a veteran, things like that. So we'll see how that works out. But I did not have to give up the draft pick. Still kind of got the backup I wanted. Brent Hudley, I think, has some upside if 
small midget Kyler Murray was to get injured. Uh, maybe week one against the Lions. I don't know. Um, but uh, those are my two backups. Running backs, uh, Devin Zigbo, uh, Theo Riddick, Jeremy McNichols, Trey Edmonds, Nick Bodden. Um, that, that's kind of my backup running back core against you. You're not going to have any absolute studs there. You're really looking for future players, project guys. I mean, Ozigbo um, is a guy that I, um, what did I do? Let me look at the contract in Ozigbo. If I got him in the late in the draft or if I gave him a long-term kind of free agency deal, I think I took him real late, like in our fifth round. Devin Azigbo, I have till 2022. So, yep, four-year deal. Took him late in the fifth round of our rookie draft, only making 800000 And if anybody saw him recently, he was doing some nice things for the Saints. Big guy, kind of a bowling ball player. So, so like what I have there. And Jeremy McNichols is a guy that was basically about to be out of football. He's down in Tennessee and making some plays. So I think he either got flipped or he somersaulted in the end zone a couple days ago. He's kind of been having a decent preseason. Um, Theo Riddick's the big thing there for over 4 million bucks uh, injured, obviously out in, out in Denver. So, you know, I may IR him or, or try to uh, move on from that here at some point, but we'll see what I do. And uh, Trey Edmonds for Pittsburgh is a guy that I heard a lot of buzz about. They really like him. I mean, obviously there's guys in front of him, but that's just another flyer if, if he can end up being good. So we'll see. Um, we'll go ahead and go through my receivers here. Arteva Scott, Chester Rogers, Preston Williams, Little Jordan Humphrey, one of the best names in sports. I mean, really, Little Jordan Humphrey, that's incredible. And uh, Keelan Doss. So what I'm trying to do here, again, as you can see, is get guys that are off the radar, you know, have some upside, have some youth, and are in decent situations. So Arteva Scott, all they do is say great things about these this guy out in, um, with the Chargers. You've got uh, Chester Rogers, who I saw playing pretty early for Indy. He's got some chance to play. Preston Williams is a guy I gave a big long-term deal to. Yes, he got some character issues, but obviously he blew up the first week of the preseason and, and has some ability to maybe make the roster and play there in Miami. Little Jordan Humphrey, um, total flyer there. Of just, you know, loved him in college at Texas and think that he can Maybe just possibly uh, catch on there in New Orleans as either a big slot. Maybe even they were talking about him as kind of a, a playing the tight end position from a receiver perspective. I mean, um, just being a pass catcher, I could see that as well. And then Keelan Doss, the guy that's been featured on Hard Knocks. This is a guy that uh, I, I loved him in the whole process. Uh, scouting combine, um, all the different uh, post-league things that he did before the draft. This guy's got game. He's got size. Uh, he was making plays on hard knocks uh, for the Raiders. Um, he's got a great number, 89. I mean, some people downplay numbers, but I'm telling you, you get a decent number on your jersey and the team believes in you and you make some plays, like, that's a good sign. You know, um, you do not want to get a a terrible number, either at receiver or running back or something. It doesn't bode well for you. So I'm a big proponent of that. And uh, when you're talking dollars and cents there, I mean... Artavis Scott for basically four years, 400k a year. I mean, that's just a a steal there. I've got Chester Rogers at two million bucks for multiple years. Preston Williams, I think I have him at three to four years, 400,000 a year. I mean, if he does anything, those are steals. But you know, it's also not great depth. It's also you know an injury or two can really hamper you in a league like this. So let's keep this moving. We got tight ends: uh, Isaac Nada, Drew Sample. Lance Kendricks, 
Michael Roberts. Um, those are my tight ends. Again, you're not going to have great depth. I mean, I was glad I was able to make a trade. I can't remember if I detailed that on the last pod or not, or if it happened recently. I was able to get Drew Sample and Isaac Nada in a trade. Um, I felt like that sort of gave me at least some chance with backup tight ends. Uh, again, both making no money on rookie contracts. And I was able to pick up Lance Kendricks within the last couple of weeks once he signed with New England. Again, just as a flyer. Um, I'm just keeping Michael Roberts on the on the roster. He makes a million bucks, you know, kind of waiting to see if he totally washes out or if he catches on somewhere. He he was one of my guys, people know, and just disappointing to see him uh, flunk all those physicals and just not be picked up anywhere. So he may be off the roster soon, but not, not right at this point. Um, keep this moving on defense. My backup linebackers, I got two of them, Christian Jones and Okorunquo from uh, the Rams. Uh, Christian Jones makes a decent amount, three million bucks. Um, Okorunquo was a guy I picked up. I, I believe I got him in free agency. Again, another flyer guy was hurt all last year. He makes two million bucks. Um, Julian Love, A O O baby. I guess I got to play the sound effect. Hold on, let's see if I can get to it here. Uh, that's A O. That's that man. You know who he might be from Penn State. Oh baby. So, you know, that's one of our favorites here with the Lions. I also was able to draft David Long uh, from Michigan out there with the Rams. Um, one of the other young guys that got in a, con- in a trade with Hughes that uh, with that he owns the Jets was uh, Perry Nickerson. We'll see if he ends up panning out. I know Pro Football Focus loved him. And Jamal Agnew um, for the Lions. He's kind of on the bubble. And IFTs still sitting there. So, again, lots of cornerbacks. I uh, you know, probably more cornerbacks than I really need. But again, I wasn't going to pass on guys like David Long, AO, even Julian Love is playing some safety now and seems like he might start um, next, next to Peppas over there uh, with the Giants. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, those are my backup corners. None of them really make any money, you know, a mil, less than a mil, you know, kind of the max there. On backup safeties, I have three of them. Miles Killebrew. Miles Killebrew in this league makes a million bucks. Um, Jimmy Ward, who I got in free agency. Again, he had an injury right now, but I thought he was worth, again, a chance there. I think I got him on a multi-year deal, making a million bucks. Um, Tavon Wilson, a guy that's been really good for the Lions. Um, I don't like his contract in this league. 3.4 million, um, 3.5 million bucks here in 2019. That's way too much for kind of what he probably will give me, but he's a solid football player. There's really not any better options. So you're going to hang on to him. Uh, backup defensive ends are Tank Carradine from Miami. Anthony Zettel in Cleveland now. Charles Amenahue, who I drafted, who's down in Houston. Um, Anthony Zettel makes a little over a million. The other two guys under a million bucks. Both have Carradine and Amenahue for multi-years. So we'll hope that one of those guys pans out. And I only have one backup defensive tackle, Nathan Shepard. And again, that was in the Hughes trade. I really thought Nathan Shepard had huge upside to be a beast. And he hasn't really panned out the way I hoped. But again, kind of see what he does this year you'll probably know after that of kind of who he is what he is but uh man he's a he's a big guy that can move and get after some things so we'll see what happens and then i did just ir one guy this guy kind of blew out his ankle all types of broken ankle i don't know if he tore some tendons or what he did but reese fountain this was a guy I was able to get in our first rookie draft, and I thought I got him at great value. He had a great upside. He said he was the steal of the draft. He's hurt all last year. Now he's hurt again. I mean, I'm kind of hanging on to him because he's 
he's cheap and I've got him for a couple more years, but, um, Reese Fountain, I was really hoping would do some things this year, but now he's, he's out and done with. So, um, like I say, I know, I know this is a way different league. It's kind of maybe hard to relate to, but, uh, again, Lions fans, like, what do you think about that Detroit Lions team? I mean, you can see there's, there's players still on the squad, but I've made lots of moves. Um, you know, you got to kind of like some of those contracts I've got. So basically I've got that full team. I've got $16 million in cap space following my boy, Bobby Quinn, saving a little money in case something comes up or in case I want to make a trade. So feel good about that. And uh, yeah, I think this team's ready to roll. I can't wait till the season gets going and see how I um, pan out against, you know, the chiefs, the Patriots, the bears are really good in this league. Um, Hughes is building the jets. My buddy chops has got the Atlanta Falcons that he's building. So, um, you know, everybody's trying to build their squad. Um, one of Hughes's buddies got the, uh, Eagles got them souped up with a lot of good football players. So, um, we will see how it uh, checks out, no doubt. And it should be fun. So really looking forward to it. That guy, that gives you an inside peek at, uh, the Derek Oakry Detroit Lions. And again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, give me your reactions to that. Ask me more questions. Uh, love talking football with everybody on Twitter there. So let's go ahead and end this show with just a quick run through of my pro football focus team. I ran through, I believe it was the first seven picks in a previous show with Chuck, but I'll rumble through them very quickly right now. So at, at the 103 pick, uh, it's a 12-team league, standard, snake draft. I got Saquon Barkley at 103, which I thought was crazy. Love that. 210, I was able to get Antonio Brown. Love that. 303, there's a guy I had targeted. I was glad he was there when I picked. Leonard Fournette at 410. This guy is a guy that's getting all types of buzz. I'm really curious to see what his ceiling is. Chris Godwin down there in Tampa Bay, 503. Uh, a guy I don't have in any other leagues, but I figured in this league I wanted to give him a chance because I wanted, um, you know, three running backs here pretty early. Chris Carson in Seattle, and I watched him the other day. This is a big guy, man, an absolute beast at the running back position. So Chris Carson felt good about getting him there. This is the pick I got a lot of heat over, not only from people in the league, but, you know, the things that kind of measure how you're doing in the draft, as well as Chuck gave me some grief for this. Sammy Watkins uh, of Kansas City. Like, everybody's down on this guy. Oh, he's never been anything. He's always hurt. I mean, if he can't break out this year, he ain't going to break out. And if he can't do it with the Chiefs in 2019, he's not going to do it. They're paying him $16 bucks. They have crazy other weapons. I'm pretty sure Sammy Watkins is going to get really good single coverage and is going to make some plays this year. So I really don't mind that. I mean, yeah, 6'10", I would like to get him another round or two later, but I, I, I felt like Sammy fits nice in my third receiver there in this type of league. Deshaun Watson at 7.03. Um, this was, <clears throat> excuse me. Man, I can't talk to them. Losing my, uh, losing my uh, voice here. Um, Deshaun Watson at 7:03 was rooted, was rated one of the best picks in in the entire draft across all the different divisions. Um, love him as a player. He can run. He can throw it. <clears throat> and one thing I look for is like I don't want a quarterback that just runs, and I don't really want one that just throws it. I want a guy that can do both and do it at a high level. So Deshaun Watson is one of those guys and uh, felt like it was great value at this point. So I think that's where I left off. I want to say Watson was my last one that I detailed. So at 810, kind of the back half of the eighth round there, I got Sterling Shepard. 
he has the thumb injury, but he, he'll be fine. All, all reports say, I like this guy. Not a great offense, but he's a shifty, good football player. I loved him coming out in the draft as well. And just kind of as your backup receiver and a guy that can get some volume and make plays in a full PPR league like this is, I like that. Um, let's see here. After that, I took at 9.03, I took David and Joku. This is this is my strategy with tight ends. Like, you know, everyone says if you get one of the top guys, it gives you a big advantage. Like, I'm much more willing to let the top four or five guys, maybe even six guys, go off the board and get an Njoku. And if I can't get him, I'm just going to wait and get some of the other value guys towards the end of the draft. So I felt like this was the cutoff. I feel like he was the highest rated player on the board at the time. He does need to step his game up. I think, uh, you know, I think he could break out. He's going to get great coverage. Everybody's going to be worried about all the other weapons. Every time I see Cleveland's practice and Joku is making plays up the seam and getting the football. So, you know, everybody's down on him. I'm I'm pretty high on the guy. 10-10, I was able to get Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's a guy that can win you a fantasy week by himself. He's still got wheels. And there's something about him being in Philly. Like, he absolutely loves Philly. Philly loves him. I could see him just being a take-the-top-off-the-defense type of guy, a guy that, you know, is featured. They're creative there with that offense. So Deshaun Jackson was a guy that I don't add in any other leagues, but here I was happy to get him where I did. 11-03 in the 11th round, I was able to get Ronald Jones. Again, another roll of the dice at running back. But, hey, they drafted him high. He should have a role. Everybody knows what Peyton Barber is at this point. And, uh... Yeah, we'll see what Ronald Jones does. I mean, don't love it, but don't hate it either. Um, this is another guy, 12-10, so back half of the 12th round. Uh, never been a big fan of this guy, but he put up numbers last year. There's really nobody to take his job. Um, Matt Ryan likes to throw this guy. They have a great offense. They play in good weather across the board. Austin Hooper, um, backup tight end um, for me, um, starting tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, deep here in the 12th round. 13th round, uh, kind of waited an extra couple rounds on this guy. This is a guy I didn't like. Shout out to Big Hughes again on this one. He drafted this guy in one of our big leagues, and I said, Edo Smith, what are you drafting Judge Eo for? I mean, this guy's a scrub, but he ended up playing good last year. I've watched him on tape a little bit. He's uh, shifty. He seems like he has a decent mentality. There's lots of negative stuff you'll read about him this year, about how he's not having a good camp, and he might be this, be that. Hey, he scored a few touchdowns in the preseason. He looks good when I use the eye test, so I was happy to get Edo Smith here. One injury to Freeman, he's the guy pretty much, so you know I felt it was value at that point. Um, 14th, the back of the 14th round. I remember considering this guy at 12-10, 13-03. I couldn't believe he lasted at 14-10. Again, I'm not a huge fan of him as a person or as a football player. But in fantasy, I love him. And it's because of the same thing I said with my other quarterback. He can run it. He can throw it. He's in a great offense. He's going to put up numbers. And I just thought it was a great second quarterback to get Kyler Murray down there in Arizona. If they run even close to the amount of plays that they're supposed to, as well as um, let this guy do what he does, he's going to be electric. I think there's no doubt about it if he doesn't get injured. So Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, I like that um, quarterback combo for all the reasons I mentioned. And then at 15.03, again, another guy that I kind of was looking going, man, I even reached out to Chuck, the uh, resident 
Dallas Cowboys honk to say, what do you think about this? And he wanted me to take him um, the round earlier. Um, Tony Pollard. I mean, this guy's been playing great in preseason. There's no Zeke. As Chuck said, hey, I love what this guy does. I think he'll make plays. He'll catch a lot of footballs in the regular season. So adding Tony Pollard at this part in the draft felt like a good dice roll and a guy that in a PPR league again, um, seems like Jerry Jones likes him. Like he's going to have a, a role, no doubt. So Tony Pollard, a guy I liked as well. So that that's where I'm at in the draft. I've only got three picks left. I need to get a defense, a kicker, and I'm also going to get another skill player probably of some sort, whether it be quarterback, running back, wide out, or tight end. So um, coming to the end of this draft, I feel pretty good about it. My rankings um, have looked pretty good. I felt like I've got good value across the board, but you just never know until the season kicks off of do these depth players work out? You know, does Ronald Jones actually have a role or is he a real scrub? Does Sean um, Jackson have some juice left? You know, you're kind of projecting all those things. So I'll be curious to see what, uh, how it all shakes out, but feel good about this team as I do most of my fantasy teams this year. So can't wait to see how they go and, uh, and get after it. So everybody, I know this was a, uh, I still went a decent amount of time. Should be about 40, 45 minutes for you, I believe. Um, not easy to just kind of go solo and, and talk all this through, but hopefully if you're a fantasy football nerd and you love this type of stuff, you got to hear about a really unique league where I basically own the Detroit Lions and can make them my own, which I've done. And then you got to hear about Pro Football Focus where a really intense 12-team league, hear my team, hear my thought process, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I'll definitely update you guys during the year of, man, look at my team at top of the standings or, oh, man, you know, a lot of injuries or these guys did not pan out. And I'm not having the year that I hoped for. So that's why we put this on records. We can go back and see if we're right or wrong. Can't wait to do it. Everybody, we'll be back next Monday for another episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, the fantasy football flavor show. And catch us Wednesdays, Wednesday evening, and Friday mornings for the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast where me and Griff could talk all things Detroit Lions. Take care, everybody. We'll check you then. For now, I'm out. Back to back. Drink it in, man.